We have another live show for you guys. We're coming back to New York City because I'm back in town. We put something together for May 15th. We're back at Sesh Comedy. Show starts at 7.30. Doors open at 7 p.m. I'm so excited. We loved Sesh when we were there the last time. I'm pumped to be able to do another show back in New York so soon. So Wednesday, May 15th. For tickets, head to our website at findingmrheight.com slash live. That's findingmrheight.com slash live. You can get your tickets right there. That ticket link will be up as you are hearing this announcement. And the venue is BYOB. So if you want a drink, bring a drink. If you like a Diet Coke, bring a Diet Coke. And we're going to hang out afterwards. We can say hello to everybody. Hope to see you all there. See you there. And I'm almost like stubborn about it. Where I'm like, fuck you. I'm going to get a non-herpes man just to prove all of you. <laughs> that I don't have to date in this herpes take pool. I'm not going to get outside of it. Yeah. <laughs> I will- <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of Finding Mr. Hyde the podcast. I'm Allie, back with my co-host Rourke. Rourke, how are you? I'm good. My mom was here for the weekend, so it was yeah. a mother-daughter fest. Um, it was a it was actually a really good visit, and she spent some time with my friend Amy, who she's gotten to know via our time in mm. Dallas. And it was just it was it was a very very nice time, and I think that. We've like ironed out some of the kinks, I think, on me being able to work while she's there. Oh, and good. so that's always good. But um but yeah, so that's what's going on. Um lots of dogs had his brother in town who has just left. And so if I don't see him yes. this week, he's no longer interested, which is fine. Uh, but um <laughs> I we'll see. I don't think that's the case. I don't think that's yes. the case. I don't um, think so. well before we launch into true updates, we have some really exciting news this week. I know. I'm like nervous. <laughs> I, I'm really nervous. <laughs> so we've been teasing that we are launching ads and sponsors on the pod, and we have our very first ever sponsor. I know. Week. Yeah, it's great. I'm so pumped. Me? I do. Um, so our first ever sponsor on the pod is Sunset Lake CBD. They're a hemp farm that's located just outside of Burlington, Vermont, which by the way – we have an open invitation to go up and check out this hemp farm if we ever oh, want to. Done. I've never been to Vermont. I kind of want to go. Yeah, let's totally do it. Yeah. So next time you're gonna like you're able to come to New York, let's coordinate. Let's go to Vermont. Sigh, you're finding out live that we're coming to visit you. Sorry. Um, <laughs> so so backing up a little bit. So they used to be a dairy farm. They produced milk for Ben and Jerry's ice cream, which Claim to fame. Chef's kiss. Yeah. But then a few years ago in 2019, they diversified. They started growing hemp for CBD. And I – just every interaction that I that we've had with them I feel like has been so wonderful. They have this farm-to-table approach and it's, you know, responsibly produced, super high-quality CBD products that actually work. Yeah. We're going to get into that. But I, I've been somebody who in the past has been a little suspect about CBD mm. and – We'll we'll get into it. We'll get into it. But I'm a convert. Yeah. So they first of all, I was shocked at the range of products that they have. So they sent us, you know, the the docket of all this stuff they have, and it's like tinctures, salves, gummies, fudge, coffee, just so much stuff to help with sleep, which we know I need help with, which that is what I have been getting help with. Stress and aches and 
I just I love it so far. What what is so I want to know what's what's been your experience? What's yeah? Been no, I've been I've been really into it, especially because um. So I have a good I have a good girlfriend who works in this field. She works in like supplements, CBD, like all that jazz. Oh, I didn't know that. And she has off. She often cautions me about like overtaking melatonin because apparently mm. that's like not so good for your body. And so I have been like really trying to find something else that would work for me to give me that good sound sleep because as I often joke on this podcast and I'm headed in I'm I'm headed into it right now I'm gonna have a two-week span where like four hours of sleep will be like a blessing and so then on the nights where I can get more I really need that to be good fucking sleep (laughs) and so I like on the nights where I can like really get sleep I know that it will give me incredibly deep sleep to use the oils where you just put them under your tongue. They taste delicious. They don't taste oily or weird. They're, I have mint and orange and I'm obsessed. I sleep great. Agreed. That's That's been my favorite. I also – they do have one that includes melatonin and I've been using that with – I've been very circumspect about how often I'm using it for that same reason that you said, but I've been using it when I actually am so exhausted that I think I'm too exhausted to sleep and therefore need extra help. I don't know if that makes any sense. No, totally. Sometimes it's like when you overshoot your own tiredness and then you're awake again. Yes. And that – so I I used it last night when I came home, which we're going to get into my weekend in D.C., but I was so fucking tired and I was like, I just – I need to zonk out. And so I did the CBD plus melatonin, but I've just been using the regular drops and love them. And awesome. also really into the coffee. The coffee is very good. Well, I did not get the coffee, so. Uh, well, I think when, <laughs> when he sent me mine, I think they had just, um, whatever it's called, roasted those yes. beans. Yes, yes, yes. So anywho, very excited. I'm excited to try more products that we're going to talk about over the course of the next several weeks as yeah. they are a sponsor. So Sunset Lake CBD Just an FYI too, all of the products are third-party tested for quality assurance. They ship directly from their farm right to you, which is cool. There's no kind of like third-party shipping situation going on. So you can check them out at sunsetlakecbd.com and we have a coupon code, which is our first coupon code. Are we allowed to use our own code? Yeah. Oh, great. Done. Because I'm going to need to reorder. So you can check them out at sunsetlakecbd.com. We have our first coupon code. Which is FMH20, FMH20, for 20% off of all products. Sunset Lake CBD, they are farmer-owned, Vermont-grown. I'm so excited they're our first sponsor. I know. Me too. It 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 feels brand right. It really does. It really yeah. does. So off we go into the land of monetization, and it's a fun one so far. <laughs> exactly. Um, speaking of fun things, I have a lot of updates this week. Several of which I've actually been keeping from you. Oh shit! Really? Yeah, like fully. Oh my God. I've, I've I have kept a full on secret from you for the last week or so. I, I literally don't even know where to begin. Like, what could it be? Okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you want me to start with disco ball stuff or that? Let's do the surprise. Okay. This, so, do you recall? I think I've told the story a couple times where I've talked about how Forever Twenty One, when it was a open in Union Square used to be the only store that was open before 9 a.m. that sold like even remotely appropriate clothing for work. Um, I, I have not heard that before, but oh. I accept it as true. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. So Forever 21, 
Forever 21 used to open at 8 a.m. in Union Square. And if, per chance, someone needed an outfit for work unexpectedly in the city, they could procure that outfit at Forever 21 and no other place, basically. Got it. So, one such time when I actually purchased a sweater that I still wear to this day and people ask me about, I was dating this guy who I truly don't even remember how many dates we went on or how long we dated for. I don't even fully remember the timing, although I think I've ascertained when it was. However, this guy and I matched on Bumble about a week ago. Okay. I saw him, I think, a month ago. In and person? I thought – no, no, no. Sorry. On Bumble. Oh. And I don't remember necessarily swiping right, but I suppose that I did because a week ago we matched. I do remember seeing him. I don't remember the right swipe, but obviously I did it. We matched about a week ago. Got it. I sent him a GIF that was fancy seeing you here. I also should mention, I don't remember why we stopped dating. Got it. Yeah, I was going to ask that. Yeah, I, I have no idea. Um, I, I, I am able to ascertain the timing because I, I remember the office that I was going to after that Forever 21 trip. And based on the office I was going to, I know that it had to have been either the end of 2018 or the beginning of 2019. And all of that was prime ASV time. Got it. Okay. So the end of 2018 would have been when I was first dating ASV, potentially not exclusively, but then we became exclusive or right after he tried to ghost me. Also very shortly after my dad died, just like a real shitty time all around. Beginning of 2019 would have been when ASV and I were pretending we could be friends with benefits, but in reality entering into a long distance relationship. Right. Exactly. Okay. So I don't remember why things ended with this dude, but I do know that it was not a good time for me, generally speaking. Yeah. And I think I would remember if something like epic had happened or if he'd been like an asshole. Sure. Uh, Yeah, I totally agree with that. Looked up. I don't have our text conversations. I had no – like I went back. I I looked up his name. I don't have – I have his number saved, but I don't – I don't have any text message history with him. So I was flying blind. So I sent him a GIF and I said, like, fancy seeing you here. He replied and he said, yeah, like something, something. What have you – how have you been besides getting TikTok famous? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So I was like, oh, you saw that, did you? And he was like, yeah, like the algorithm knows all. And so I, my content has been served to him. So he has known that I have this account. Yeah. And we were going back and forth. We're kind of catching up. We only went back and forth, I don't know, four or five times. And I was just starting to think like, okay, what's happening here? Are we just catching up? Like, wh- where is this going? And then he said, may I text you instead? So I oh, said, so sure. You still, Yeah. So I said, you still have my number. And a couple minutes after that, I get a text that says, how would you feel about catching up over drinks next week? Love the assertiveness. Mm-hmm. So we are going to drinks on Thursday. Holy shit. I love it. Wait, is this the comeback kid? 
This is the comeback kid. Okay, I saw where did where did that appear? Was that in the Discord? Uh no, I wrote it in the pod updates. I wrote it to myself oh. as a reminder to tell you this story. There we go. I was like, where did I see that name? And I was like, who the fuck is yeah. that? <laughs> it was our Google, it was in our Google Doc. Got it. So, and I have to give credit to somebody on my TikTok live over the weekend or last week who came up with that name. Um, and we can call him CK for short. That's a really good, that's a good one. I was between that and Forever 21. But I, I went love with Comeback both. Kid. I love both. Yeah. Uh, Comeback Kid felt like it had more longevity. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. So, yeah, we're going to drinks. Um, and I did clarify that it is a date. Great. Good. Good coverage. Yeah. So that's that's what's going on with that on Thursday. Damn, I love and that. Yeah. So me too. And he he will be now – so this will now be the second person that I've been out with who knows about my account going in. I, As the pe- listeners know, people who follow me on Instagram, I went out with a gentleman from the matchmaker last week. It was not a match. I'll go into more detail on the Patreon. If anybody wants to tune in there, I will go into plenty of detail next weekend. Um, it's a good story, but it's not salacious, this time. frankly. It it frankly it is salacious, and yeah. that is why it will be on the Patreon. Yeah. And like not um, be, not because it's inappropriate. No. It's a plot twist I did not expect. <laughs> you and me both, friend. Yeah. Um, so yeah, tune into the Patreon if you want to hear that story. But so I'm going into this date with like he knows about my account. In theory, he knows about my DC trip. Like he could very well know all of this stuff going into this date. Which is oh god, that's true. Gosh, yeah. that's such an interesting problem. Let's. I mean, pro- sorry, problems like probably a little too hasty, but it's an interesting eh, position. Problem. I call it a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I got problems. Uh, no, um, it, it is an interesting position because then there really is an openness about the fact that you're ex- seeing somebody else that you're excited about, and so yeah, yeah, that's that. I could understand why somebody would be intimidated enough by that to be afraid to go out with you. Um, yeah. So I, you know, maybe he's looked, maybe he hasn't, but regardless, good on him. For yeah, I, I, I'm excited about this. I am too. I'm I'm pumped. I at the very least, it'll be fun to catch up. He re- he already remembers more than I do about the time that we dated. He's like mentioned a couple specific dates that we went on that I didn't remember until he said them. Oh, so, wow. so perhaps he, he also remembers. Him. Uh, it seems that way. So perhaps yeah. he also remembers why we stopped dating. Would you want to investigate we'll that? Um, not if it not if it takes a lot of investigation, right? Like I don't think I would like pepper him with questions about it. Oh, but I would sure. be I would, but I'd be surprised if our past didn't wasn't like a central point of conversation. Totally, and I also could see my like being frank. I could see myself, you know, being two drinks two drinks in and being like. Okay, what happened? One hundred percent. Be like, listen, that, and I, I honestly think I can just level with him and be like, listen, like that was like a a really wild time for me, and like you know, I was definitely going through a lot. And do you know what that reminds me of? Is the surfer? What what did the we surfer. call him? The scientist. 
the scientist. He was where, a surfer, though. Oh, great. Okay. Where you were honest about what you were going through at that time and acknowledged that you probably didn't handle it the best you could have, but here's an explanation, you know, yep. not an excuse, but an explanation, and I'm sorry. Yep. And I'm sure you could do that here and because you did it gracefully in the past. I appreciate that. If that's even the case. I mean, for all oh, we know. Totally. Who knows? We do not know yet. Yeah. My my guess is that it just fizzled for one reason or another. And one of those reasons might have been that I was really into somebody else. And so I just let this other thing fizzle. I, yeah. I'm yeah, i 90% confident that the scientist is the only person that I straight up ghosted during that time mm-hmm. because I like still think about it as yeah. somebody that I straight up ghosted. Mm. So... Yeah. And now, and then I don't have it anymore because I was able to, you know, apologize to him. But right. so I don't think that's what happened, but we'll find out on Thursday. Yeah. All right. And now the disco ball weekend. So that's exciting. Wait, I have one more thing. Oh my God. I have a phone throwing moment. Okay. It wasn't mine, but it, I was involved. So remember I mentioned back around Christmas or Thanksgiving time that the Oyster's mom had accidentally texted me instead of his sister-in-law who has the same name as me. Yes. And you decided not to respond. I decided not to respond because it was like a very inconsequential text message about pumpkin seeds. Yep. And I was like, if other Allie never receives this message about pumpkin seeds, it's going to be fine. Mm -hmm. So I didn't respond. That was a mistake. Because several days ago, I ended up trapped on a text message group chat with the Oysters family. Oh my god, it's like Matt's girl. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Who has the android? Who's the criminal? I don't know. But I get a text from his mom. His mom initiated this group chat. I get a text from his mom. With the oyster was not on the chain, which was a little bit interesting because I do have his – I have his number saved still. So I like saw a bunch of area codes of where his family lives, but I know – I went and made sure I do have his number. So he was not on the chain. Mm -hmm. But his mom sent a a bunch of pictures of the oyster's nieces and nephews to, I assume, the oyster's brother and possibly dad and who she thought was his brother's wife. And so I am now on this, including me, four-person group chat where Holy they're going back shit. and forth about these pictures. Have of they not the, figured of the, it out yet? Well, I said something eventually. Okay, good. You had to. I had to. It didn't even take me that long. Like, okay. I, was, I basically was just like, oh my God, what's happening? Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And then, like, people were then responding. Yeah. And And – then she We've said – name that family group text instead of recreating it every time. Honestly. Then she said, weird. I don't think the pictures are going through to Allie. And that was my in to say, hi, this is actually the wrong Allie. Cute photos though. Hope you've been well. Amazing. Good, <laughs> graceful exit. And did it just die? Did it instantly yeah, oh, no. she, she apologized and then no one okay. responded. Yeah, that's fair. And But I was just like, oh, my God. Like, is he going to find out? Like, I just – just so many things ran through my mind. And I just really wish that I had told her about the pumpkin seeds at the time. But I 
think it's safe to say that I won't be receiving any more errant text messages from I also Mama don't Oyster. know that resp- she might have deleted your number, I guess, had you responded to pumpkin seeds. I don't know that it necessarily would have solved this. You're probably right. But she but needs to delete my number. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She needs to delete the number. She needs to delete my number. Uh, and I just the, – The thing that's so weird to me, especially about the pumpkin seed thing, is that she is a primary caretaker of her grandchildren. She communicates with the other Allie all the time. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I just don't know how this mistake has happened this much later and randomly. Yeah. When she texts her multiple times a day from my understanding. But whatever. That's neither here nor there. Hopefully it never happens again. But I couldn't believe not only that it happened, but that I ended up trapped in the exact same group text situation that we talked about last week. I know. That's really fucking funny. Yeah. I think it's his yeah. dad, if I remember correctly, who has an Android. Uh, um, put it together. So anyway, those are my first two updates. And now the disco ball weekend. Yeah. So I will hit the high notes. We'll, we'll talk more on the Patreon over the weekend. But I, I am really flying high from this weekend. Yeah. I know for better or worse, I feel like my work schedule is pushing people to the Patreon because I'm like, we got to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Basically, we're like, no, like, I feel like we're on like, that like TikTok sound that's yeah, like, I- bus, plane, bus, no exactly. sleep. <laughs> exactly. I, I like, I'm like, I love love and I'm like so excited for you, but like, <laughs> it's a bad word. But- oh, we got to go. Uh, we got to go. Um, I'm, so, no, we'll- I'm so glad it was such a success. It was wonderful, and both of us were talking yesterday on Sunday about how it was better than we expected, even though it's not like we expected it to be anything. Like, we couldn't really describe what we meant by that, but it somehow was. That's so nice. And that you're on the same page. I love that. Yes. It was just – it was super easy. Like, we we talked at length at dinner on Saturday night about this – and the pod and my my Instagram and my TikTok. I gave him the handle. I told him his nickname. I like filmed the date while he was sitting there at the table. Like no pun so intended, open. I put everything out on the table. Yeah. And he was into it. He was so supportive and like the exact reaction that I would have wanted. That's amazing. Yeah, it was great. And like I just feel very he put it really well, actually. We were so yesterday we took his dog um down to like the National Mall. We were sitting out in the sun or whatever, and we were talking about how it had been a great weekend. And he said, and I about how it had been better than expected. And he was like, Yeah, you know, as I said, I think I was like, in hindsight, it was like kind of risky to come and spend more than 24 hours with somebody that I've met twice. Yeah. And, you know, I did have the safety net of my friend, but still, and he was like, Yeah, but like you can kind of like hypothetically play out like what the vibe might feel like with someone. And I think that that played out exactly how I thought. That's what he said. That's so cute. And I, yeah. And I feel like that's how I feel about the situation in general, where I'm definitely not getting ahead of myself. We've got a long road ahead of us also in terms of like, he doesn't move here until July. Yeah. Um, And then like, what does that look like? I told him it worries me a little that, you know, you're moving to New York, you're single. I was you know. I was actually just going to ask that if and you know this this entails a little bit of mind reading and I'm in part asking you because 
we're on a podcast where we discuss these things. But <laughs> it sounds like you have had this thought. I know a thought that I would have is, is he going to want to move to a big new city and date around? I, I asked him that. Well, I didn't quite ask him that because I don't know if he can know that yet. Sure. But I told him that it's something that worries me. Yeah. That he's going to want to have like a, a hot disco ball summer. Totally. And he was like, yeah, that's totally understandable, you know, but we kind of talked about it and both of us agree that being in a relationship is the ultimate goal for both of us and that we're like really enjoying getting to know one another and seeing how that progresses at the rate that it's developing. And like I feel confident that he at least isn't going into New York thinking that. Like, yeah. oh, I definitely want to, you know, sow my oats. Yeah. It sounds – I mean, and, the the way he's acting is certainly open-minded to – towards building something. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and he he's really kind and that's I, I don't – I don't think – I think that if he did decide that that's more what his vibe needs to be, that he would be really direct and kind about that. Um. And I, I trust him that that's not where his mind is at right now. Perfect. That's great. So, yeah, it's good. And I think I'm going to go back next weekend. Holy shit. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I thought you weren't free this weekend. So it's not confirmed yet, but not this coming weekend. So I'm playing in a vol- I'm playing in volleyball tournaments both of the next weekends. However, this weekend is Saturday, but next weekend is Sunday. Oh. And so – I said to him, I was like, well, I was like, well, my volleyball tournament in two weeks is on Sunday. So like maybe I was like, I could come down for a night. And then he was like, well, do you have to go into the office or could you work remotely? And I re- realized, no, I, I could work remotely. You totally work remotely. Yeah. And so now we're kind of – he has to confirm like on his end. We, we're chatting about it today, but we're talking about potentially me going down on a Thursday and then coming back here Saturday so that I can play Sunday. Gotcha. Brilliant. Love it. Yeah. So we'll see if that works out. I'm not, you know, pinning my hopes and dreams on it. Sure. But that would be so but, nice. Yeah. It would be so nice. Um, and, you know, I, I'm just – I'm. I'm optimistic. And I was I almost said cautiously optimistic, but I'm definitely I'm not even cautious about it. I'm just optimistic, feeling really good. That's lovely. Yay. Yay. People can't see it, but I'm like doing a little happy dance. Happy dance. Yeah. It just it feels good to feel good. Totally. I mean, yeah. So whether or not this, you know, eventually turns into something or not, like I really am liking how this feels and gonna lean into that. As you should. Yeah. Um, well, should so we introduce that's our me. guest? Yes. So funnily enough, and we will talk to her about this probably, but funnily enough, um, our guest is Erica Spera, who is a hilarious stand-up comedian. She is a podcast host as well. She hosts a podcast called Shooters Gotta Shoot, and they are how we got connected with Sunset Lake CBD, which we'll talk to her about. It's like we planned it, but we genuinely didn't. <laughs> genuinely didn't. It just happened to work out that our contract with them started on the day she was guesting. Um, so Erica and I connected a while back. I was on her podcast back in January and 
we started talking about her coming on ours and a topic that has come up a lot consistently in our when we do our grab bags, when we do AMAs, all of those things are people have a lot of questions about dating as it relates to STDs, STIs, you know, sexual health in general. Mm-hmm. And Erica has herpes. She's very public about her herpes diagnosis as well as kind of how that's impacted her dating life. And so I thought it would be a great topic for us to talk to her about. Yeah. Perfect. All right. So I've been talking a bunch about how I'm trying to order in less. And part of that is that I'm cooking at home more. But when I don't have time to cook, which is more often than not, I have really still been loving Factors meals that are ready to eat in just two minutes. Yeah. And they have so many options too. Every week, their menu, they have 35 options that you can pick from. So you can find whatever it is that you're looking for. It's so easy. It's no fuss and no mess. It's so great. And I've also been really enjoying their add-ons that they have. So they have breakfast. They have on-the-go lunches if you don't work from home. I've been ordering their snacks recently to have like a little pick-me-up in the afternoon. And I've really been enjoying that. Yeah. And they also are celebrating Earth Day all month. You can look for their Earth Month Eats badge on their menu. And that will be meals that have the lowest carbon footprint. So shout out to Factor for that one. That's pretty cool. So you can head to factormeals.com slash FMH50 and use code FMH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code FMH50 at factormeals.com slash FMH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. So without further ado, let's chat with Erica. back with Erica. Hi, Erica. Welcome to Finding Mr. Hyde, the podcast. Hey, everyone. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. And so you're, okay, wait, you're like a pal of Allie's, right? Are you a, po- do you guys meet via podcast or what's yeah, the, what's yeah. the backstory? Yeah, we are podcast friends, essentially. I, we had Allie on our show uh, and then randomly I hit up Allie one night or something and we were just talking and I was like, actually, why don't you just get a drink and talk there? And we moved off the app to real life as we <laughs> so tried cute. to do I love it. Yeah. We like, yeah, very exciting. Yeah. It was uh, an internet friend meetup. We were talking about that the other day that, like, I, as you know, Rourke, I am like not that open to new friends often. Like, I just, it's just like <laughs> friendships just take a lot of, they just take emotional bandwidth, like good friendships, like friendships that you're mm-hmm. going to like put time into. And so I just like tend mm-hmm. to not try to cultivate new ones. Um, and I was like, you know what? I, I like this girl. I'm gonna, we're going to get drinks. We're going to do it. And then now we're friends. Love. Yeah. yeah. I'm getting more into like cabined friendships a little bit, which I think men on the whole are generally better at than women. Like I have guy friends who can say, that's my tennis friend. That's my video game friend. Mm. Whereas women are like, she's my everything friend. I need to talk to her about work, personal life, shit talk, other friends, my family, <laughs> and like all the shit. And it's like, I'm trying to, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to get better about have like being okay with friends' limitations and enjoying them for like what they are. Anyway, this is not the topic. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> also, not to say that you and my friendship has limitations. <laughs> But, no, but I'm totally. But with no, you, right? I'm saying there's nothing wrong with that. No, like no, that's, no. I'm, I'm, and I, no, I'm, t- I'm speaking about myself. Yeah, I'm talking yeah. about myself. I'm totally with you, though. I think like one of the things that I think that the pandemic did away with, at least for me, is acquaintances. 
I no longer have acquaintances that like I run into places mm. or like I guess maybe some volleyball people and Erica probably for you in the comedy scene, but like it's very different. Like yeah. there's more like deliberate hangs versus larger group like, oh, run into this person, run into this person kind of thing. Mm. At least for me. Yeah, I think the pandemic just showed who your real friends are. Also and true. it's like sad in a way that you're like man i thought i had so many friends and then you realize like okay these are the people that i actually talk to if i never ran into them yeah exactly exactly like the people that i like choose to maintain a friendship with Mm -hmm. um but yes this is not the topic (laughs) as we are as we are want to do we have have ventured off course um so we're going to kick things off with weird or not which is also fully unrelated to the topic this week um, and this week's weird or not is, I'm going to make sure I read this properly because some of the, some of the people, people's explanations had to do with the exact verbiage that I used when I wrote this. And that is, okay. yeah. And that is, they offer to send an Uber to pick you up and bring you to the date. Is that weird or not? Do you want to go? Or, right yeah, who wants to? Who that? wants to throw out a guess? Uh, I mean, I say it's weird just because it's never happened to me. <laughs> Same. Like, I've never had someone even offer that, so it's like it would just feel weird because it's truly out of the ordinary. Um, I have had people offer to send an Uber or cab home, however, after the date. Yes, I've had I've had that too. Right. I think yeah. that is far less weird, which is why I wanted it to be to the date. Mm-hmm. Because yes. I think that something that doesn't happen anymore is let me pick you up for a first date. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's not a thing. And I'm very pro that not being a thing, given I do not want to get in an enclosed vehicle <laughs> with you. Nope. Um, My friend Matt actually got in an Uber to go on a first date. I think actually he was in the Uber and they picked her up along the way and then got in a car accident. <gasps> anyway. <gasps> That so, was unfortunate. So wait, they but met for the very first time. They met for the very first time in an Uber? Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Anyway, that's not the point. The point is, I think this is weird. And I also think I'm against it because I would want some proof that it was actually Uber. And like, I I don't know. I would want like a screenshot. I, it would just like feel a little weird to me where I'm I'm getting a little too – and I'm not – I'm not actually an overly suspicious person and I probably could be more careful in life, but I think that I would, this feels a little true crimey where it's like, mm-hmm. I thought he was the chivalrous gentleman and he actually sent a friend in a set, like he had a co-conspirator and they took me away. You know, it's like, I'm being crazy about it. So that's why I feel like it's weird. <laughs> so what do you think the split is though? I mean, I'd 60 say 60 like, weird, 40 not weird. 60, 40. Sorry, Erica. Oh, no. I would say like 90% said it's weird. I think most people think it's weird, quote unquote, more of for like safety reasons. Um, But I, I'd say a high percent. I'd say 90. I'm going to go 90. Say weird. So that You're crazy, but I, I respect it. <laughs> <laughs> I was truly floored by the response to this. The response is 45 weird, 55 nah. It is less That's weird crazy. than not, which is wild. Wow. This is nuts. Yeah. 
does that imply people like I'm reading into a question we didn't ask, but does that imply that people want this? I guess. Yeah. Like somebody, I just opened up the responses and somebody said, I think this is really nice. But the, True. I mean, I honestly, mean, if, if a dude asked me up front, a little part of me would go, oh, like, oh, he wants to send a car for me. And then the second half of my brain goes, safety. You don't know this man, especially if it's someone from online. Yeah. And I'd be like, ooh, shouldn't get my address or even like near where I live. That then I'd be totally like, totally mm. agreed. Yeah. yeah. And that was, it was a very vocal minority. The people that, that said weird to a person were like, he doesn't get my address or they don't get my address. Like, mm-mm, no, no, sir. Interestingly, yeah. and this is why the verbiage mattered. We didn't say first date. We just said date. True. Yeah. So there were a significant number of people who said, if it's not a first date, then no, that's fine. Like, then nah. Mm-hmm. But if it is a first – so they were like – that was like the contingency. So if you already know them, then it becomes uh, Understood. I think that's fair. weird. Um, but yeah, no one's ever offered or suggested this ever. I've had the offer of I'll pick you up. In the alternative, I'll send an Uber. And I said, neither. I will get myself there. Should have the above. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even think anyone's ever offered to pick me up, but I also have only ever dated in New York. So like the number of people oh, yeah, that I've dated with situation. a car. Yeah. Like just minuscule number of people. I like to have an I'm exit gonna... strategy. I like to know that I can get out. Yep. That's why I always bring cash on a date, actually. I'm like oh. prepared to, if I am in a bad situation, I just go, all right, this is for me. Thanks. And I leave. Like, I'll just drop a 20 on the table. I don't care if it's more money than I'm supposed to pay. I'm like, here you go. This is $20 for me to leave. This is, this is me paying for my exit. <laughs> for you. That's, yeah. that's not I'm a bad I'm paying the toll, you know? That's not a bad Literally. strategy. Um, um, I do have a male friend that has done this move for first dates, sending girls a car. And no one ever opposed to it. Damn. Huh. And it was seen as like just this super chivalrous, like, wow, kind of thing. And he stopped doing it just because it was expensive <laughs> to keep doing it. Um, yeah, that, that get, that'll that add up. Yeah, but he not once had someone being like, um, I don't feel comfortable with that. Like Every single person did take him up on it. And he dates uh, in New York. So very <laughs> interesting. Interesting. I'm trying to think of how I would react. I think I would say yes, but I also think that I would not give him my address, that I would give him like some sort of landmark. You've got got to do like a restaurant nearby or like a corner. Yeah. And I might even say like, oh, I'll be in this area. You can have it pick me up there. And then I would absolutely be checking, like, you know, getting in the car. Let me see the app that you have open driver. Like, let me make sure that this is, you know a hired car and this to me at that point the juice is not worth the squeeze i'll fucking get like go it's fine <laughs> true like we just described such a, a deeply layered process that it is not worth it yeah if you have to try that hard to make sure you're not going to get kidnapped then you like probably shouldn't do the thing yeah, yeah. it's true probably not um, but anyway 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 we digress um, so Erica, we are here to chat with you about dating and STDs. Um, you know, so as we mentioned, I was on your podcast, Shooters Gotta Shoot. Um, back, was that January? When was that? It was a little while ago. Yeah. yeah. I know it was when I was home. I was home at my mom's house. Um, 
And coming out of that, we talked about how you are public about the fact that you have herpes and you are actively dating and, you know, kind of what that has looked like for you. And so we'd love to kind of kick things off with, you know, your origin story, if you will, of, you know, how did you come to talk about this and, you know, tell us more. Yeah, definitely. Um, So I got herpes. uh, It'll be almost six years ago now. Uh, And when I first got it, I really struggled with talking about it mainly because you get it and your brain goes, who do I know that has this? And you know, nobody personally, mm. but yet, you it. know, a ton of people. Y- yeah. You statistically, do statistically, right? Yeah. You do, <laughs> but you don't know. No, you know right. what I mean? Like I, it's almost like the most I knew about it was like hearing rumors of like celebrities having it was right. it. Yeah. Like I never once heard one person just be like, Oh yeah, I have herpes except for like, two other comedians I knew that had jokes about it. That was it. But I wasn't close to them. I didn't know them. And there's this whole thing of like, if you're suddenly asking someone about their herpes, it's like, so you have it? Like, Uh, why are you so curious? (laughs) (laughs) You're just outing yourself. (laughs) Um, And so for a very long time, I talked to nobody about it, really, except for like one or two friends. I did go to therapy for a little bit, but I didn't feel it like helped me accept it I guess um so you feel very like isolated and alone and my best friend actually found this like uh support group kind of therapy and it was just all women it was like 12 women and she sent me the link it was like a meetup group and she was like I think you should check this out because I feel like I can't help you when you talk to me about it and maybe you'd feel better just meeting other people that have it Mm -hmm. and I'll never forget the first one I went to and I just felt like so relieved to just walk in a room and be like oh these are 12 smart normal women that are just like me that also have this thing uh because awesome. unfortunately yeah unfortunately there's just there's a stigma to it you know like yeah. i only knew one girl in college that was rumored to have it and she had the reputation of being very promiscuous so it like didn't help that stigma either of just like oh well you know like if i had to guess i would guess that person right we make those judgments even though they're not always right um so then essentially the group i was going to was very expensive and i made a couple close friends and we started just like having happy hour once a month and catching up and just being each other's support and that really like brilliant yeah really changed (laughs) uh changed my life with dealing with it i just felt so much more comfortable that i had three people in a group chat that we could just talk herpes all we want and then essentially i actually started my own support group that was just free because i was like well it's so expensive and the three of us were like well we could make one and see who else just wants to join because none of us could afford the other one, but we loved going. Mm-hmm. And we made it co-ed and it's grown. God, I probably have like almost 3,000 emails between like the meetup group I run and people that have just emailed me about it. Um, wow. And it's very just, I just had it and I also wasn't public about it yet. So I just like anonymously made a fake name, a meetup group and like an Eventbrite and people were finding me like crazy. And I wow. never once, right. Like, you you know, we have podcasts. We try to be like, hey, listen to my podcast. Hey, like promote whatever you have. Yeah. And I wasn't promoting this at all. And I was getting hundreds and hundreds of people finding me and That's contacting incredible. me. So that, I mean, that right. shows so you how much that, of like an untapped thing this was that people were searching and searching for support. Yeah, very much so. And it was similar to what my friend did for me. She just started Googling herpes stuff and found this group. And then forwarded it my way. And I'm like so thankful that she found it. Because a lot of times when you 
Google it, you just find a ton of information or you find essentially things that are like kind of just trying to take your money. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like the specific online dating sites that are for STIs like herpes or HIV, um, which, you know, no shade to those sites if that's what you want to do. But it's it's very hard to find something where you're just like, just where are the people that are like me? Because it's so isolating when you get it. You just feel very like, who has this? And then your doctor says, everybody has it. And you look at the doctor like, okay, well, do you have it? And they're like, no, I'm a doctor. (laughs) Like That's what it feels like. You're just like, okay, well, can you point me in the direction of the people? Where are the people? Where where is everybody else that has it? So essentially the group kind of inspired me to come out about it publicly, both like in my comedy that I do. And then also just uh, with starting the podcast. I was like, yeah, this is an untapped market. And all the people I ever heard say that they had it were always in a relationship it was never Mm. anyone that was single because it's almost like oh it's okay that i have it now because i won like i have someone that has sex with me so i have no problem saying now that i have herpes now that i have a husband and i was like okay well where are the single women interesting going through the process of having to disclose to people and get essentially rejected and no one yeah. was ever talking about that. It was more this like rah-rah cheerleader. Like, you could do it. I did it. And you're like, okay, but I'm trying to Fine. do it. Where are the yeah. other people who are trying to do so, it? Exactly. Yeah. And my personality is not rah-rah cheerleader. I'm like, kind of like Allie, where it's like, I'm an athlete, athlete, <laughs> like sport player, you know? Then it's like, I was playing the sport. I wasn't, you know, the cheerleading personality more on the sideline. So... I was like, okay, no worries. Maybe I, I should try. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. I'm like, is that enough information? I don't know exactly what people want to know. I just feel like I talked a little too. Yeah, long, no, that's but, great. Um, Thank you. That's kind of why I came out about it. I just was like, you know what? This has like been still weighing on me for years. Like, I didn't tell my family. I, a lot of my close friends still didn't know, and it is kind of like coming out of the closet in a way. Of like, there'd be so many times I'd hear people talking about herpes incorrectly and false Mm. facts and you sit there being like well if i'm about to go to bat for herpes everyone's gonna know i have it and i would have that play dumb thing of like i don't think that's true actually but like wouldn't (laughs) want to claim it yeah but people talk about it in the sense of like how people used to talk about or people some people still talk about like being gay it's like this oh my god like I can't believe it or I would never. And you're like sitting there being like, well, I'm that thing that you're talking about and Mm -hmm. you have no idea that I am or my personality or even just, I don't know, I guess you could say level of promiscuity. When I came out to so many friends, they were like, no, you? They're like, how did you get it? I'm like, the same way everybody gets it. I have sex with a person who did. Yeah. Like, (laughs) yeah, right. Exactly. So. Yeah. What do you think, like you mentioned those conversations where people are kind of talking about misinformation, like what, what has that looked like? Oh, well, the number one misinformation I'd say is people assume if you sleep with someone that has herpes, you get herpes, period. That is definitely not true. Yeah. I can confirm. Definitely not true. Uh, But people think of it like every other STI because it's just grouped with your STI class in high school. Right. And it isn't like chlamydia. Like if you sleep with someone that has chlamydia with no condom, you will get chlamydia. Yep. Herpes is not like that at all. It's not transmitted in the same way. (laughs) Uh, It's actually a skin condition. 
So condoms actually don't protect you that much from herpes. Right. Which scares people, but it's the truth. It's the um, facts. Yeah. Yeah, it's the facts. Uh, take it from someone that used condoms always. Still got it. Um, so that's probably the number one myth. The second myth I'd say for women specifically is people think you either can't have children or that your children will automatically have herpes. Oh, really? Which is, I'm shocked by that. I would not have thought of that as, wow. Yeah, I've had many people assume assume that or, you know, they're just like, oh, wow. So if you have kids, they have it. And I'm like, again, it's not, you know, that's a comparison to like HIV and AIDS. Right, right. Uh, But it's, it's a skin condition. And so it's like, hey, if you don't have an outbreak and you have childbirth, your child will not have it. And if you have an outbreak, you just will have to have a C-section to avoid it. Right. Uh, right. But it's very easily avoidable. You can just take the Valtrex while you're pregnant and near your due date and you'll be fine. Um, I'd say those are the top two myths that I've personally <laughs> heard and misinformation. And then, oh, actually, the third would be that cold sores are not herpes. And they are. It's the same right. exact thing. Yeah. And everybody always goes, no, no, no. I don't have herpes. I have cold sores. And I'm like, well, I have cold sores on my vagina. <laughs> like, it, if we both took a blood test, it would be the same thing. HSV1. Um, and that's where it gets confusing is even like in the medical field, they'll call it oral herpes. Mm. But oral or genital, which is HSV, HSV2, uh, they really should get rid of that because you can get either kind in either place. It's just more common that type one is on your mouth. Mm, uh, but now recent studies have shown type one, it's pretty like 50, 50 split of on your mouth or on your genital area. I was going to ask Ali, have you dated somebody before who disclosed to you that they had herpes? No, but I have a close friend who has herpes. Got it. I, so I, I, it's his story. I, I, I don't even want to use his nickname. Cause I like, I do know people that listen that know who this person is. And so I don't want to like, it's his story to tell. Um, I have one of my boyfriends that I talk about on this or ex-boyfriends that I talk about on this podcast is somebody who has herpes. And he, I remember him being like very nervous to share that with me. I think he thought that I was going to break up with him over it. And I, I did not. And I think that we dated through a series of like, also like stressful times. And so he had more frequent outbreaks, I think, than he even had had in the past. And he was like embarrassed about that, where he was like, this doesn't mm-hmm. happen so often. I'm so sorry. And he would often like get very afraid to kiss me and yeah. um, stuff like that. Yeah, it's that's why some advice I tell people is like as great as it is to have like the antiviral meds that, you know, just keep it more likely that you won't have an outbreak. Um, a lot of times I tell people like, hey, if you don't have a consistent partner get off of them completely and find out what triggers your outbreaks. Um, like I know actually Ella Dawson, she's, uh, has a great Ted talk about herpes. Her trigger is if she doesn't get a lot of sleep, oh. like she's just like, yep. If I'm traveling a lot, not sleeping well, like she's like, all of a sudden I'll feel it coming on. And then there it is. And other people, it's stress. Some people it's certain foods can trigger a oh, little shit. bit. Um, yeah, there's, I'm going to mess up the saying this. There's a list of foods. It's like L-Y-C-O-T-A-I-N, lycotane, something like that. It's a category of foods and it's random stuff like walnuts that there's a group. If you look it up, 
uh, I know people that actively just avoid this like group of five different foods and that helps Damn. them avoid outbreaks. So it's wow. like, you have to figure out what it is for you. Like I'm someone that really doesn't take a daily med and I'm lucky that I really don't get outbreaks. And there's only been two times I was like, oh, I feel like something just feels off. And so then I took them for a few days. Or if I am about to have a new partner, I'll start taking them again as just a precaution. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it really is very easy to not transmit it. The problem is actually people that transmit it are the people that don't know they have it. Right. And like the person that gave it to me, that's how they found out that they had it. It's because you found out? a lot of men don't get... He, he found out because I all of a sudden had an outbreak. And I was like, hey, you're the only person I slept with in a year. Uh can you please go get tested? I think this is from you. And he had no idea at all. And he never had an outbreak still. So he was like, he could have had it orally as a child and never knew, uh, or he could have it genitally and just never showed signs. So, yeah. So it's like very, my situation was a very short end of the stick situation, but a lot of men don't get routine testing because they don't have a yearly appointment like we do. Um, but even women that have the early appointment, you often have to ask for a herpes you, test. I was about to say, that's something that I've learned very yeah. recently in life is that it is not often part of the standard STI panel. You have to ask. It's not. If you're not getting blood drawn, it's not included. So if you sign up for an HIV test, it will be in the panel. Um, but if you're not getting blood drawn, it's you're not getting tested for herpes. And the reason they don't test for it is because it really doesn't affect your health negatively at all yeah i was doing a otherwise little bit of, it would be included yeah i was doing like a little bit of research in preparation for this and I, when i was reading about that there were like i was reading a couple articles about why it's not included and to your point like it doesn't really affect your health at all and then it's like well but like wouldn't there were you know the counter argument to that would be well wouldn't you just want people to know and then as i was reading on it was saying well where it does affect your health is your mental health and so like the negatives yeah. of that, because it's something that doesn't affect somebody's physical health at all, that's like one of the reasons why a lot of doctors don't do that test for it. Oh, 100%. And like, Warwick, when you dated that person, did you soon go to your doctor and just go, hey, can I get a herpes test because I've been seeing someone that has it? And I'm curious. Yeah, like- just at, at my next you know, pap or whatever. We yeah. So I'm very fortunate that my – sorry, side personally, I don't. My general practitioner also has like whatever OBGYN mm-hmm. license – like yeah, same licensing you need to also do paps. So they would always like take take my blood and like take an extra vial for, for that. Yeah, but it, what's interesting though is like I've had many friends like either just hook up with someone that has herpes or date someone – and then go to their doctor and just be like, hey, can I have a herpes test? Because I've been with someone that has it and just, you know, to see, did I get it? And so many doctors will be like, yeah, you'd rather not. Like they brush it off and they're like, my, you'd rather see, my doctor not is an anxiety ridden alarmist <laughs> to a point where like yeah. I'm actually thinking about getting a new doctor. Oh, no. And <laughs> like she's made me freak out about stuff that then came to be like totally oh, nothing. <laughs> and so – Wow. We're, we're working through our relationship problems, me and my doctor. <laughs> it's like those friends where you're like, I can't hang out with you because this exactly. makes both our anxiety worse that we can't exactly. talk about. Exactly. So she's things. been, she's like, well, we should do this, 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 and this, and this, and like, did it. And I'm like, yeah. okay, whatever. Anyway. Oh, wow. um, oh, yeah. But to the end of 
my boyfriend at the time being afraid to tell me that this was something he lived with. I think that is probably the number one question people are most interested in. And I think it takes kind of two avenues. One, how do you talk about it in the context of moving towards a relationship? And how do you talk about it in the context of casual sex or dating? That's a great question. And is it different? Uh, It really isn't different. It feels different, though, because it's like either way, casual or relationship, when you're first telling people your number one thing in your head is like, well, they're probably going to have to like be in love with me to be okay with this thing. Uh, And really a lot of times it's just like a lack of education. Uh, That's the beauty of getting older. I've had it since I was 25 and I'm almost 31. And now that I'm dating people that are older, it's like they're just more knowledgeable and more experienced that often they've already had someone disclose or they just know someone that has talked about it. But the spiel really is the same. Um, And the hard part, especially like I got it young, 25, you feel like I don't have the casual sex option anymore, which is not true at all, but it feels that way Mm. because you just have that pressure of like, God, they got to like be in love with me. They have to think I'm like the hottest (laughs) person in the world, like to be okay with this thing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, So essentially (laughs) the hard part about this advice is like, it comes with practice and I know nobody really wants to hear that. Um, But that's why I'm like, you got to tell people that aren't people you're even about to date or sleep with just to get the practice in, Hmm, whether it's a therapist, a couple friends, family, like clearly people you trust um, because it's, it's just, it's hard. My first couple times telling people it did not go well. I didn't tell them well. I didn't have any confidence about it because you're just terrified. And truly though, I've never had anyone react negatively though. Even those times that they didn't sleep with me, whether it be casual or relationship, because it's like out the gate, most people are just like, wow, thank you for telling me. Cause you could have not told me. Right. Yeah. Like most people don't ask any STI questions before having sex with people. Uh, <laughs> and I'd say you, you have to have confidence about it. And that's hard to just say, cause everyone's like, well, how do you have confidence? But I'd say put a little, spiel together and figure out how you want to tell people. I tell people in person. I've known other people that prefer on the phone or via text, especially text. You're not putting that person's like reaction. So on the table and right in front of you that it might be better for both of you. Um, And I say, try to keep it as short as you can of keep it very factual, very short and sweet and try to have, a little enthusiasm of like, hey, I'm telling you this thing because like I want to have sex with you. Like this is like, exciting. <laughs> that's exciting. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. you might get your dick stuck. Like that's what you need to think in your head. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> like we're both about to get laid. What a time. <laughs> you know? Like <laughs> you, should, you should almost like pump yourself up that way of just like, we are about to have sex. Like we're gonna that have this fun. talk, and the and reason exciting. we're gonna have this talk <laughs> is, is because yeah. yeah like you typically don't bring it up unless you're thinking of having sex with that person true Um, yeah there's no need for it otherwise yeah (laughs) yeah like and so my spiel that i kind of do now is just usually like hey like uh just so you know like 
there's something I need to tell you because I feel like this is going to like move to next steps. Uh, but I just say like, you know, just so you know, uh, I have herpes. Uh, oh, actually, I say I have HSV-1 because it cushions the blow. Because first people are like, HSV-1. Uh, and I go, I have HSV-1, which is like herpes. It's the same thing as cold sores. Uh, I've had it for this long. I never really have outbreaks. I've never given it to a partner. And I take meds uh, that helps prevent that. And then I'm like, I just feel like you should know. Because although the chances are very, very low, there's always a chance. And uh, yeah, I just figured I should share that with you. Uh, because I feel like we might be hooking up soon. <laughs> and that's kind of what I leave it at. And I usually ramp it up being like, if you have questions for me, I'm happy to take them. Uh, yeah. But I encourage people to ask their doctor because I feel like it's very reassuring just to come from whatever medical professional that they trust. Yeah. Because uh, it's like, yeah, obviously I could sit here and go, yeah, herpes, no big deal. But like a doctor saying that to you just holds more weight in most people's minds. What's the uh, range of reactions that you've gotten? <laughs> okay, my best re- <laughs> my best reaction I ever got was I told the guy we were like on like a third date out to dinner and something came up. I think it was like a joke about it. And I told him, I was like, oh, I actually have herpes. And he just laughed and he was like, your herpes doesn't scare me. Nice. (laughs) And I was like, all right. Cool. I guess that's. I will take down you and your herpes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which, God, I've learned in my years. It's like, yeah, if I just say that I have herpes thing and the person's like, oh, yeah, I have friends that have it. Like, you know. They don't really want any more information. I don't give more information. Right. I mean, they seem to have all the like information that. they need. Yeah. If they're just like, oh, yeah, I have a friend that has that. I know it's not a big deal. It's like, wrap it up. I'm not bringing this up again. <laughs> Great. I did my job. There you go. Um, yeah, I had uh, I did have one person. We did not have sex. but We fooled around a little bit. Uh, and this was actually during COVID times of like, it was the summer uh, before the vaccine summer. Mm. And it was like a couple dates. And then we just like messed around a little bit. And then I left. And he looked up my podcast and my stuff and saw that I had herpes. And then he <laughs> he responded by, uh, he all of a sudden sent me a text because he went to a wedding that weekend. And he was like, hey, I was at the wedding. Um, a bunch of people got COVID. Like, you know, I don't know, like all this stuff. And he kind of gave me like a COVID scare. And so I just was like, okay, man, because I saw him the day after the wedding. I was like, okay. I was like, I'll go get a test. Like, let me know how your test comes back. Like, yeah. blah, blah, blah. So I go, I wait in line for like hours. I get my test, all that stuff. And then I didn't hear from him. I follow up like, hey, I got my test. I'm negative. Like, are you okay? Blah, blah, blah. He doesn't say anything. And I was like, okay. And I was just like a little bummed of like, all right, I don't know why I'm getting ghosted, but sure. And then I was like, all right, let me just follow up one more time. I'm just like, hey, I feel like you're not feeling this anymore. Like, just curious, like, did anything happen? Uh, and also curious, do you have COVID? Because if you do, I maybe should get another test and make sure I'm not around people. Right. And then he responded and he sent me this very long, nasty text that was like, you should be ashamed of yourself. Like, I can't believe you didn't tell me and blah, blah, blah. And this whole thing. And... The thing is, though, it truly did not bother me because it was so, like, coming at me so hard. And I just was like, this is clearly very uneducated. And also, I was like, we did not have sex or do anything that actually would put you at risk for herpes. 
so I didn't have to say shit. And technically, you never have to say shit. So it's like, all right, man. I'm like, I knew I told you about my podcast. I kind of was like, yeah, go look it up. I don't care. <laughs> like, find out that way. Uh, and it was just one of those messages. Like, I he got all of it. And then I went to reply. And he immediately blocked me. And I just was oh, like, oh, man. Okay, this is just, you just wanted to attack me. And Fuck get off. back at me. And try to give me a COVID scare. Thinking that's, I guess, the equivalent. When I was like, I mean, it's not. But sure. Okay. <laughs> um, that's crazy. Yeah. And it was something, though, that I was like, thank God this happened like four years into having herpes because I just was so like, I just shrugged and was like, I mean, this dude. And anyone I showed the message to was just like, this is a spiteful person. Yeah. Would yeah. you want to be a spiteful person like that? I was like, no. I'm like, I barely know this person. And they're not being an adult of like, yeah, if you found that out and we're freaking out, talk to me. Like, contact me about it. Don't give me a COVID scare to get back at me. Right. Um, so Say like, hey, I, I found this but, out and I'm kind of freaked out. And then to give you the opportunity to yeah. say like, oh, well, we it, we hadn't gotten to that part where that would have mattered. And of course, I would. Yeah, have like something. I that was my text back. I yeah. was explaining. I was like, hey, I didn't put you at risk. Um, we didn't physically do anything that would have you get it. And then I was like, by the way, you might already have it. I don't know if you've ever been tested. Like, <laughs> That might True. not even be my fault. But um. The majority of the reactions really are just people saying like, oh, wow, thanks for telling me. And if anything, I feel like people are hesitant to ask questions. Um, so that's something that I, I've had someone ask me once. It was like, OK, I don't have herpes. What if someone discloses to me? What should I ask? And I'm oh, like, first, yeah. yeah, like I'm like, first, just thank them. Be like, wow, thank you for telling me. I know that's not easy to tell people. Um and then, you know, say I know a little about it, but uh, my questions would be, how long ago did you get it? And how often do you have outbreaks? And do you take medication? And that's kind of it. They're not invasive questions. Uh, because the longer you have it, the less likely you are to transmit to people. Mm. Um, it's like it's like less active in your system. Oh, interesting. I um, didn't know that. Yeah. But those are like three very reasonable questions um, to ask. It sounds like you're generally disclosing like well before the like sex scenario. Like you're not like in the moment, maybe sometimes if it's like yes and no. spontaneous, but like the dinner, the like third date dinner that you brought up like that. You're not like, yeah, it's not happening in the moment. Oh, well, I mean, personally, when I first was disclosing to people the first year that I had it, it always was like private in a bedroom in the heat of a makeout clothes coming off all of a sudden I like stop the roll yeah and it was it was because I kind of was putting myself in the situation being like okay well you have to say something now right like you you, you know you, you just be like in your head yeah force your own uh, hand yeah like <laughs> I basically was backing myself into a corner and personally I found that never worked and I think it was a combo of me not being super comfortable about it, but also like I, you know, I date men and it's like, you're essentially telling someone when they have like boner brain that can go one or two ways of either they have boner brain and they go, whatever, I'm hard, who cares? And then the next day they're like, what did I do? I shouldn't have slept with this person. They have every, like, they're having regret, which you don't want. Yeah. Um, but usually it's just like kind of a mind fuck of being in the like, you know, the train's moving and then you halt a train mm -hmm. and it's not fun for you or the other person. Yeah. Um, 
so essentially, yeah, I, I, I did it for my own protection of like, uh, it's not fun to be rejected when you're naked telling someone about to have sex with them and they suddenly change their mind. Yeah. Cause you're essentially nope. like, you're essentially telling someone a reason to not sleep with you. It's like with relationship advice, it's like, oh, what you should believe from people is when they tell you something that them telling you might make you not want to date them. Like, that's when people are being honest, <laughs> when they're True. opening up about whatever in their life. Um, yeah, that's that's my advice. I was like, I would not tell people right in the heat of the moment. Um, like, it's almost like give them a second to process it. Uh, but also you're telling them in a moment that they are basically going to say yes or no. There's like, whether you have sex or not is kind of your yes or no. Whereas like, yeah, if you told them at dinner, it's kind of an easy transition of like, okay, let's see if we go on another date and just give them a minute to think about it and do some research or talk to a doctor or whatever they want to do. Right. So then it's like, if you don't end up having sex, it's not like a very clear binary of like, this is the reason. Because there are yeah, like a million exactly. reasons why you wouldn't end up getting to that point with someone from a date. Right. Yeah, totally. Um, it's like now that I'm public about it, sometimes I don't really have the choice that people can look me up and find it out. But I found that most men don't really Google you. <laughs> so. <laughs> They're not really afraid of getting murdered, so they're not worried about that part. <laughs> uh, that's that's interesting, though, that transitioning to people kind of already maybe knowing going in. Oh, for me? For you, like, what's yeah. Like now? To have to kind of deal with that. Uh, to be honest, a lot of them still don't, um, that it's still like me disclosing to them when I decide to. Um, but I have had a few people, especially with online, I have that I do comedy. So if you look at my comedy, you'll find me on podcast talking about herpes. And, uh, I have had a couple people that like, I was excited to meet up with for a date, uh, say to me like, Oh, I, uh, actually saw that you have herpes. Is that true? Or is that like a joke? And I'm like, no, it's true. And this is like through text, someone I've never met. And I did, I had two people that I was really excited to go out with then be kind of all weird about mm-hmm. going out. And I ne- ended up never going out with them. And it's an unfortunate truth of being public. But at the same time, I'm like, yeah, that guy probably wasn't going to be cool about it. Even if we did go on a date and another date. And then I told them. Right. Yeah. Especially when it's very clear, like they didn't go look up anything about it. They just were like, Oh, you have herpes. I don't know if I could do that. And I'm like, all right, well, it's very common. Um, you've probably already slept with someone that has it and just don't know. But yeah, I'm very like, yep, let me know if you want to go out. If that's a deal breaker, yeah. cool. Right. Like, I'm not going to. This dovetails really nicely, up. Allie, with what we talked about last week, where somebody, to, uh, to give, I'll probably edit this out, but to give you some context, Erica, somebody wrote in saying, like, how do you bring up things that are probably like red flags about yourself? And for hers, it was, I'm sober, I've suffered um, from depression in the past, I have some financial like difficulties, stuff like that, whatever. And what we discussed last week was so much of this is about like making peace with things yourself, because then you can handle whatever reaction comes at you. Mm-hmm. And you can allow, like, allow a man to fuck it up. Give him the space 
to like not be the right guy. That's fine. Yeah. Like stand confident in who you are, that you know you're good and everything is fine. And if he steps up to what you deserve, amazing. And if he doesn't, out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. People mirror your attitude about stuff. And it's easier said than done to just have a good attitude or be positive or be confident about it. But like, yeah, I'm at the point now that it's just like, oh, you don't know about herpes? Yeah, it's nothing. Like, that's my vibe. Use Google, motherfucker. And people are kind of like, oh, all right. Like, yeah. But I mean, for the most part, I've had people be like, wow, that's really cool that you talk about that because most people know at least one person that does have it. Um, At least now. I found more people are being public about it, which is nice. Yeah. There's one very specific question. What's that? Can you get herpes by going down on somebody who has it? You technically can. Yes. It is very, it's very hard to transmit it. Like it's easier to transmit it. Like if you have it orally and you go down on someone giving it to them as opposed to you go down on someone and then you get it on your mouth. Um, especially if it's type two, not that it's not possible. There's a chart, literally Google herpes transmission rate chart, uh, medical textbook. And unfortunately, it is a, a study between heterosexual couples, so I'm sorry, everybody. But there are a few stats for uh, homosexual relationships. And it literally breaks down by percentage, like if you're on meds, if you use a condom, if you don't use a condom, Damn. oral, oh, wow. uh, in regular intercourse. Uh, so essentially, I believe it is 1%. There's a 1% chance of passing it on if you are on meds and using a condom in heterosexual relationships. But then no condom, it only jumps to 2%. Like it's not so a condom's not doing much a huge for us. jump if you're on the antiviral meds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, and that's not me saying don't use condoms. By the way, of course not. <laughs> no, just... of course. The official finding Mr. Heights dance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Clip this, Allie. This will be great. Yeah. Um, perfect. Perfect video. It's like with all... just that one part. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's basically like with every scenario. Like, can I get it by going down? Can I get it through anal? Can I get it through scissoring? Like technically the answer is always yes there's sure. there's never a zero yeah. percent chance it's like we're all on birth control and what's the percentage there's a one percent chance you get pregnant the iud yeah. the pill all that stuff if anything i've tried to <laughs> the very first time i disclosed i tried to use that stat to like help me look better like i was like there's only a one percent chance you're gonna get it kind of like how i'm on the pill or we use a condom and there's a one percent chance i get pregnant oh. and i was like so it's now it's like we're even oh no oops <laughs> <laughs> And men could not handle the, like, fact that there was a chance. Oh, no. He's like, wait a minute. I might get herpes and you might get pregnant? This is not happening. Yeah. (laughs) Speaking of that, it's so interesting to me that people are often – men in particular are so much more afraid of pregnancy than STIs. Yeah. When I told the guy that gave it to me, I was very like, hey, I need to talk to you about something. And uh, I met him. Oh, was he really wasn't a baby? He (laughs) immediately – he goes, oh, my God, I thought you were pregnant. And I was like, we had wow. sex a week ago. I was like, I wouldn't know yet. I wouldn't know now. I still could be pregnant, so I'll yeah, let yeah. you know. I'll get back to you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or I've had, I had a guy guess. I was being weird if I was like, I need to tell you something. And he first was like, what do you want, your period? I don't care. And I was like, no. And then he was like, what are you, pregnant? I'm like, why is that always the next thing? <laughs> like, <laughs> That's so funny. Said. Yeah. Yeah. I that's so true, Rourke, mm. though, because I've had guys like in the past ask me 
like, oh, are you on birth control? And I'll be like, yes, but that's not the only reason we use those. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) There's a whole lot of other stuff that makes those good things to do. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's like uh, I'm on the antiviral meds or whatever or not. And I've had people that they also have herpes, like uh, on a dating app or something, or Mm -hmm. it just comes up and they're just like, oh, you have it? I have it too. And then they're kind of like, so want to get out of here? (laughs) It's like, that doesn't mean I'm going to sleep with you (laughs) just because we both have it. Right. Like, like, it's just like, okay, something we both don't have to worry about, but it doesn't mean like, check, please. Right. (laughs) Let's move it. You know? (laughs) Found my guy. Yeah. Can I share a mistake a lot of people do? Please. Oh, yeah. Get it? Um, so me personally, and I found through the group I run, uh, pretty much everyone that has gotten herpes has said they stayed with the person that gave it to them just because they were afraid of like getting back out there, oh. um, whether that person was treating them nicely or not. Uh, I definitely made that mistake of I stayed seeing that guy. I knew he was like cheating and seeing other people and I just stayed around just because I was so afraid of like having to go out there and just like deal with this and dating. And not only that, but a year later I went back to that person and that is Mm. the number one mistake I hear so many people make of both the person that gave it to them or also just, Oh, I'm dating someone. They're cool with herpes and that next person then they stay with. Yeah. And what sucks is a lot of times it's because you'll have people in your ear kind of being like, well, but he is cool about like the herpes thing. And that's really nice. And it's like, yeah, it's like once that convo's done and the other person's cool with it, it's not, it shouldn't be held over your head for yourself or they shouldn't be holding it over your head for sure. Yeah, no. Right. But it's like, I've had that thought of, it's just like, oh man, I have to start over in dating in general, which sucks, but also like, disclosing mm-hmm. um and it's like you can't tell people what to do and, and it's very common that people make that mistake but i'm like man if anyone's listening right now that's like you know you're only with this person because they're okay with herpes it's like that's not the person for you and there will be plenty of people that are cool about it yeah that's thank thank you for organically thinking to share that 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 was a great point yeah i think that that makes a lot of sense. I mean, and it's just very similar, like you said, in terms of the reason that people are afraid to break up with someone that's not right for them in the first place, like getting back out there, having to yep. start over, having to like, you know, somebody else has to accept all of the stuff about me mm-hmm. all over again. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Um, yeah, that and uh, I've also, I once had a friend be like, man, you know, don't worry about it, Erica. I'm sure you'll find someone else that has herpes. Oh. And I'm like, yeah, um, I don't have to date another person with herpes. Like that would be like if I told you I had diabetes and you were like, I mean, don't worry, you will find someone else with diabetes. <laughs> like, It's like, I don't, I don't have to date in a certain pool. Like right. that's another thought you have sometimes. It's like, should I only date on these sites that it's only other people with herpes? And I'm almost like stubborn about it where I'm like, fuck you. I'm going to get a non-herpes man just to prove all of you. <laughs> But I don't have to date in this I take pool. One of I can sit outside of it. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like that's just, you know, how my brain works sometimes. But um yeah, I've had people say that and they like mean well of just like, well, it's so common, I'm sure, you know, and that is the jackpot. 
is when you disclose and they go, oh, I have it too. And it's like, oh, wow, I just won the lottery. Okay. <laughs> You're like, all right, next question. And, I, and, and I, and I liked you already. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, I think it sounds like oh, from great. from the questions that we got that there are several people who said that like this couldn't be more well-timed. So I I mm. think that this is going to be super helpful for people and thank you for being so open and oh, yeah. and providing so much like Absolutely. really practical advice of like here's what you yeah. do. Thank you. Yeah. Um it's funny that like every time I do a podcast, you guys will probably get a review from someone who quote works in the medical field of some kind and they'll be like this girl's talking about herpes like it's not a big deal <laughs> and i'm always like yeah because it's not <laughs> well, what, well, like what are they it doesn't out affect of your health negatively i don't know i don't know but i'm just fair warning you that you're gonna be getting some messages or someone listening right now i just i mean i'm kind of like fuck you it's yeah i talk about it because it's not a big deal because right. it's not because it's not and like yeah. you said it affects your mental health more than your physical health it only can affect your health if you have it, you have an outbreak, and you don't get it treated. So let me just clarify that. Great. But obviously, so, I don't think people are walking around with outbreaks like, I'll just tough it out. Like, <laughs> they're not fun. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for having me on. This has been so fun. Yeah. And Erica, no, thank you. You're the, this was great. Amazing. Yeah. And can you let our listeners know where to find you? And also the support group that you mentioned. Also, we can put it in the show notes. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, so the support group, if you don't want to join the meetup group, it is private, so no one can see you're in it. Um, but you can email me. It's herpesgroupnyc at gmail.com. We originally were just an NYC-based one, but with the pandemic, now we're virtual. Mm -hmm. So people oh, join uh, from all over the U.S. I've had people join from other countries, which is kind of great and helps you just meet other people maybe that are in your area. If you need like a herpes friend, just someone to talk Have to. Have people ever fallen in love? Uh, no, but it is co-ed that I have had people message me being like, hey, um, would it be okay if I like message, you know, this person from group and ask them if they like want to get a drink or something? Ooh. Oh, my and God. I'm like, Listen. I know. And I'm like, look, I'm all for shooting your shot. But I always just say, I'm like, just be respectful if they decline. Yep. Yeah. And don't make it weird. I was like, if it gets back to me that you're harassing this person, I will kick you out the group. <laughs> like, yeah, totally. Fair. I don't. But uh yeah, so you can email herpesgroupnyc at gmail.com. It's open to everyone. Or if you go to my Instagram, the link's in my bio for like the meetup group if you want to join there. Or just send me a DM. And you can find me at Sperica, which is S-P-E-R-I-C-A-A. And my podcast is Shooters Gotta Shoot, which is at Shooters Gotta Shoot Pod. Amazing. And, at, and Allie's episode plugs. is number 116, if you want to hear Allie. We talk about online. Nice. Games, yeah. Love the And plug. we have to have you on, Rourke, soon. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to get together. Um, and also, Erica, earlier in this episode, we launched our first sponsor, which we have you to thank for. Thank you for introducing us to Sunset Oh, Lake. hell yeah. Sunset Lake CBD. They're the best. Yeah. What's your promo code? Can you say it again? FMH20. FMH20. Yeah, they're the best. They're the nicest. The packages are like the cutest. Definitely support Sunset Lake CBD. They're great. Amazing. I told I told them that like it's like this is perfect. We're gonna do our first ad yeah. during the episode oh, really? where somebody else that you sponsor is on and he was pumped. He's like, Erica's my girl, I love her. Yeah. He, he was very cute. Oh, they're great. Yeah, it's so nice. Yeah, so they just got an extra little free promo, so you're welcome. Yeah, I was gonna say a little a little cross promo. I love it. I know. A little, yeah. little extra. Um but <laughs> Erica, thank you again. This was amazing. Yeah, thank you guys yeah. for having me.
You guys have a great night. Bye. Bye.